0: Hello and greetings to you all. My name is Nyla and I want to thank you for listening in. This is Greener Thoughts, the podcast about environmental news, commentary, environmental facts, proactive ways you can protect our planet and more. This episode topic is all about the wealthy in the U.S. and food waste. Greener Thoughts is produced every Sunday and Thursday. Please be sure to favorite Greener Thoughts, review Greener Thoughts, and last but not least, to share Greener Thoughts. All of these actions will help Greener Thoughts grow. You can contact Greener Thoughts by sending a voice message to me at Anchor.fm forward slash Greener Podcast forward slash message, or you can do so via the Anchor app, or you can send me an email to greenadvottspodcast at gmail.com. So regarding announcements for this uh, podcast episode... There are a few different announcements, not too many uh, shout-outs or anything like that. So for the first announcement, my birthday is on the 15th of February, so um, I'm really excited for it. I have a few things I think um, that I'll have planned, um, and I've been thinking about them for a while, and I can't wait. And my birthday's on a Saturday this year, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm excited. I mean, one thing I think that I would love is to receive some voice messages. So those are my favorite things to receive on uh, the podcast. So, you know, look forward to, you know, sending those to me. I greatly appreciate it. Um, The second announcement is I want to wish you all a happy Black History Month. I'm so happy and excited for it. It's a wonderful uh, festive month, many things going on and I couldn't be more prouder to celebrate black history. Um, the third uh, announcement is that uh, February 2nd is the rare palindrome day um, with that uh, sequence of numbers, 0202 zero zero 2020, it can be read backwards and forwards. Number four announcement is the different series of environmental holidays. They've kicked back up. So um, February second is Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day, uh, Groundhog Day, is a popular observance um, in many different parts in the U.S. And you know, different states they have. Um, in some cases, they've adopted adopted their own uh, groundhogs, and the official groundhog. Uh, Paxatawney Phil actually lives in the Gobbler's uh, Knob near Paxatawney, Pennsylvania. And so Groundhog Day has been really popular as a tradition uh, all uh, up and down North America Um, in Canada and the U.S. specifically, Um, and it's celebrated again on February the 2nd. And it's derived from the Pennsylvania Dutch superstition that if a groundhog emerges and comes from its burrow on that day on February 2nd, and it sees its shadow uh, due to clear weather, then it will flee into its den and winter will uh, persist for six more weeks. And if it does not see its shadow because of cloudiness, then uh, spring will arrive early. Well, this is superstition, you know, and there's not too much, if any, a scientific correlation between um, groundhog sightings and springtime arriving early. There's just, you know, no connection. But it's still a great um, festive uh, holiday and celebration tradition. To uh, have people, you know, uphold and to celebrate. Uh, another um, environmental holiday is World Polar Bear Day. It is also on February the second, and also World. Wetlands Day is also on February the 2nd. Wetlands are ecologically biodiverse um, in the mix of different uh, animals and, and, and species of uh, animal life within wetlands. All around the world, there are different types of uh, animals that live and, and grow, go through um, and bypass, um, wetlands to get where they need to go. Um, one, one such example is, uh, migratory birds and, um, there are different types of wetlands. So there are are swamps and bugs, marshes, estuaries. You may have heard, um, of some of those terms. And so I'm going to, uh, give you all a list of some of the most precious wetlands we have in the world today. So number ten is uh, Camar Camargue. Camar- Am I, I maybe sa- I'm saying it uh, correctly or maybe not? Um, I'm gonna say um, Camar- Gay, um, Camargue, C A M A R G U E. It's in the southeast of France. Number nine is the Mazur National Park in Papua New Guinea. Number uh, eight is uh, Isaman Galiso wetland park and probably butchering that name by itself um, and it's located in South Africa. Number seven is Mekong Delta. It's in uh, the south of Vietnam. Number six is the Kakadu wetlands. They're in a northern uh, territory of Australia, so the northern part of uh, Australia there. Then number five is the Kerala Backwaters. They're located in uh, southern India. Then number four is the Everglades here in the U.S. It's located in the state of Florida. And then number three is the Okavango Delta. It's located in Botswana. Number two is the Sundarbans. And they're spread across uh, both Bangladesh and also India. And then last but not least, number one is uh, Pantanal. And that wetlands is located in western Brazil, also Bolivia and Paraguay. The uh, fifth and I think last um, headline I um, or update I have for you all Um, is going to be about the recent um, headline that I had talked about in episode um, 122. And that episode was entitled, To Seek and Destroy uh, Researchers uh, Find a New Kind of Immune Cell That Kills Most Cancers. Um, And I talked about uh, that specifically. And um, the headline from that um, podcast episode, it was about Microsoft and how it has this immense plan to essentially go carbon negative, which is amazing. Um, And they're planning on doing that by 2030. And so now, you know, uh, Microsoft is, of course, trying to instruct all within Microsoft to have their emissions be reduced in their supply uh, chain, not just company-wide. But now, according to uh, grist.org, in their uh, article entitled, How the Xbox Stands Between Microsoft and its Climate Goals, now Microsoft, uh, with its... um, Xbox, it's really contributing to um, emissions in more ways than we can count, Um, and for each Xbox One console, uh, Xbox One X console, I should say for instance, it contributes the equivalent of more than one ton of carbon emissions over eight years, and 86% of that is solely from its product use. In the U.S., annual emissions from gaming equal that of 85 million refrigerators, according to scientists at Lawrence Berkeley National Laboratory, uh, as uh, they said in a 2019 study. What uh, Microsoft told Grist is that, quote, uh, that it will continue improving consoles, consoles is, um, software, and hardware components so that they conserve energy while also working with suppliers to uh, more accurately track the Xbox's footprint and reduce emissions from production and transport, end quote. So up next is headlines from the hemispheres. It is a quick briefing on environmental news globally. So, the first headline is all about California. So, California's monarch butterfly population has declined by 99% since the 1980s. You can learn more about that news piece on MNN.com, aka Mother Nature Network. So, every year, each year since uh, nineteen ninety seven, the Xerxes Society for Invertebrate uh, Conservation has conducted an amazing uh, count of the Western Monarch Thanksgiving uh, count that they do, and they've been uh, keeping tally and uh, conducting uh, you know statistics. Uh, about the uh, Western monarch butterfly. And this event has been occurring every single year since the year 1997. So the up-to-date uh, results collected since um, November 2019, uh, and it was released actually uh, in January 2020, the results are just not positive for the recent account of uh, monarch uh, butterflies. The uh, volunteers reported 29,418 monarchs, according to the Xerxes uh, Society. In the year uh, uh, 1997, the volunteers counted more than 1.2 million butterflies, and experts suggest that as many as 4.5 million monarchs have stopped over in um, California during the 1980s, so it is a huge uh, gap there. Since uh, then, the numbers, of course, have plummeted. As we know, you know, they're not even 30,000 monarch butterflies. So, you know, they've really gone up and down depending on the year. And in no year since uh, 1997 has it even come close to the 1 million uh, butterflies. Um, And, you know, the numbers have really dipped. And, you know, they're in the low tens of thousands, at least for the past uh, two years in a row now. The second headline is all about this interesting uh, CO2 bubbling hotspot that was recently found. So deep diving scientists discover bubbling CO2 hotspot. You can learn more about that uh, news on ScienceDaily.com in the Science News section. So the University of Texas at Austin professor that is there... Uh, a uh, Bayani, uh condenas uh it um it features him in his research where he talks about him being situated in this amazingly frothy and bubbly champagne like um carbon dioxide setting and the greenhouse gas um bubbles in 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 presence there is completely off the charts, is anything unlike they've ever seen before. And so he discovered this sort of soda springs, as he um, coins it, while researching whether um, groundwater from the nearby land uh, that the, uh, spring, the soda springs was found uh, in, in and around, whether uh, the groundwater near the uh, nearby land could be discharging into the submarine ocean environment. And then uh, Cardenas and the other types of co-authors in the research. They describe the new discovered um, path uh, along with other types of multiple scientific findings about uh, groundwater that you can learn a little bit more about. And it's published in um, the uh, journal uh, Geophysical Research Letters and it was published in late January 2020. The third and last headline is amazing and has to do with Airbnb and an amazing trip that you could find yourself on. So Airbnb wants to send you to the Bahamas for free, but there's a catch. And that was found on grist.org. So you may be wondering, what's the catch? I love the Bahamas, I think I wanna go. So the catch is that if you wanna go you may just have to um, go ahead and want to help save the environment. If you uh, are on that path and you want to do so, uh, you may be one of the selected applicants uh, that will be able to help research uh, researchers and help assist them and local experts also in preserving the uh, Caribbean's natural and cultural resources by restoring coral reefs and also learning about ethical fishing and agricultural practices. The sabbatical will help uh, Bahamians create new eco-friendly experiences for future tourists and to book through Airbnb when visiting the islands. So the sabbatical runs from April 1st to uh, May 31st, uh, 2020. And applications must be received by 11.59 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on February 18th, 2020. The application link I will go ahead and put in the show notes. so You can check it out. The new source for this podcast episode uh, comes from um, treehugger.com. And so... Uh, The reason for this podcast episode um, is mainly because I caught on to it uh, because, first of all, it's about my alma mater, uh, Penn State, We Are, and I love talking about waste and discussing it and getting to problem solve and to teach a a bit about it and to give information about it, of course, and so with researching it, I, I fell for... Um, the headline and a bit more about reading it, very um, informative read, pretty deep, um, but also like straightforward in some parts. And so with food waste, you know, it occurs more often than you you know might believe, especially here in the US. Um, around the world it's even a huge issue depending on where you are, especially in the more uh, developed countries of the world. According to um, the Natural Resource Defense Council and RDC, about two thirds, so about 66% or so, of household waste in the United Kingdom is due to food spoilage. So, food waste is not anything new, especially um, in other parts of the world. Um, so, with this podcast episode, um, this is about a teaching moment, especially when it comes to uh, the wealthy and uh, food waste, and also incorporate amazing steps that are really easy um, and kind of will put your mind in a, in a better headspace when it comes to food waste because, you know, of course you eat every day um, and you'll help uh, manage your meals better, preventing food waste, you know, packing your lunch, composting, other types of activities. Um, that you can do really hands-on to make sure that you're not wasting food, wasting as little food as possible. That is the aim for this podcast episode. So I, ent- I entitled this uh, piece here, Waste Not Your Food, because this is all about not wasting food and learning about uh, ways to divert food from, your, from landfill um, to keep it on your plate and your bellies. Um, and to, you know, savor food, to cherish food, to love food, to um, respect food. So we're going to start off with uh, the research study and some statistics on U.S. Uh, food waste. So a new study from, again, my alma mater, Penn State, uh, recently went ahead and had its um, study uh, that was published in the American Journal of Agricultural Economics. And so there were a few researchers, uh, two ones that were on the uh, published research, uh, Yang Yu, who is a doctoral uh, candidate in agricultural, uh, environmental, and regional economics, and then also uh, Mr. Edward uh, Janik, who is the a professor of agricultural economics in the College of Agricultural Sciences at the main campus at Penn State. Start up, he starts off with a quote, Our findings are consistent with previous studies, which have shown that 30 to 40% of the total food supply in the United States goes uneaten. And that means that resources used to produce the uneaten food, including land, energy, water, and labor, are wasted as well. But this study is the first to identify and analyze the level of food waste for individual households, which has been nearly impossible to estimate because comprehensive current data on uneaten food at the household level do not exist." So that is what uh, this study uh, is finding and what has been found, what the uh, initial point of this research is to to look at how, at the individual level, food waste is measured. And we're going to go into uh, how the study and the research was carried out. Uh, food waste, um, in um, as a whole, it's valued at... Um, of uh, a huge number, two hundred forty billion um, per year is the amount of value in wasted food um, that the researchers say is costing the average household about uh, one thousand eight hundred sixty six dollars annually, so every year that's the about amount of money you're throwing away almost um, nineteen hundred dollars worth um, because of wasted food would food that doesn't even go to your plate, that doesn't even get uh, saved or eaten. And next, we're going to jump to the methodology, the methods by which the research was carried out, and the results also from the study. So, the research was analyzed through data from 4,000 households that participated in the U.S. Department of Agricultural's, uh, Ag- Ag- Agriculture's Um, National Household Food Acquisition and Purchase Survey, or Food Apps, or Food APS. And so, based on what the researchers found, they found a few different things. They found that the average American household wastes 31.9% of food, so about 32% of food that it acquires. So, out of the, you know, maybe one to two um, times in, in, in big Um, in big amounts that the average American uh, household may shop. 31% or 32%, I should say, of that food almost um, is uh, wasted um, after it's been acquired and bought. Uh, More than two-thirds, so about more than uh, 66% of um, households in their study have food waste uh, uh, estimates of between 20% to 50%. However, uh, the least uh, wasteful households wastes um, 8.7% of the food it acquires. So not even 10%, but it is a little bit up there. So it's about 8.7% on the low uh, spectrum of waste when it comes to um, households. The team of researchers, they also examined um, the uh, survey's demographic data just to find if there were any trends there in food waste and they did. They found that wealthier households generated more waste as did households with healthier diets. So that says a bit about uh, people who like to eat healthy. You know, they you know tend to waste even more, which is unfortunate, but it's real. So um, also with the uh, researchers, According to them, um, households with higher uh, income generate more waste, and uh, with those with the healthier diets, those include things like perishable uh, fruits, vegetables, which oftentimes more than not happens to be, um, you know, going out in the trash because you know it's it's not always. Um, I, w- I won't say ideal. But most often than not, fresh fruits and vegetables sometimes does go to waste more often than your non-perishables, like your canned goods, for example, or frozen uh, foods, because they last longer. So next, let's jump into the section about what does uh, wasting less food look like. So what are some um, real things that we can take away by what wasting food um, looks like? So with the households that wasted less food, which is great, these included things like um their ability to um have greater food insecurity. So those who um didn't know, you know, where their next meal was coming from or who didn't have, you know, reliable um ways to get food on the regular, Um, they, um, were those who maybe participated in federal, uh, uh, programs when it comes to food, like, for example, SNAP, uh, food assistance programs and things like that. Uh, these were the people, the households, from the households that wasted less food. Also, households with uh, larger numbers of members, so larger families, larger um, groups of people within one household, these are also people who uh, wasted less food, so this is good. Um, Also, this means, you know, more people equals also more leftover food that will probably go eaten, and also, it will also lead to Um, more meal waste prevention, so you're eating those leftovers, nothing really ever goes to waste. Um, There's always um, more room in the refrigerator for more food, but then that also, you know, gets eaten up. Nothing ever goes uh, awry or to waste. Uh, Next, uh, what was also learned um, is that households that use a shopping list are amazing when it comes to uh, not having, you know, food waste because you are um, deciding inherently what you uh, want to, um, you know, pick off from the store. You're pre-planning your meals um, and you are, you know, traveling, um, you know, uh, to the supermarket. You are, you know, very um, determined in what you're going to spend your money on and for what, you know, maybe a recipe of a, of a meal or some type of uh, food combination of, of, of things, You have a a shopping list that uh, you have set out and planned already so you're not uh, wasting uh, money or time on any uh, added uh, foods. You have your foods right in front of you. So uh, meal planning, food management are key uh, things here for uh, preventing food waste. The uh, next segment or next uh, section here is uh, all about the uh, more information that you can gather so I will link also the uh, research uh, article uh, for the show notes I will link the uh, article um, that I uh, have and I will also um, have that um, uh, link there It will also show the PDF version so for anyone who wants to share that it will be available in that link on the website that I will uh, have in the show notes and last but not least, I will leave you with some notable quotables. So the study's uh, co-authors, um, the um, Mr. Edward uh, Janik, uh, he is the, again the professor of agricultural economics in the College of Agricultural Sciences at Penn State, and he says, "Quote: According to the UN Food and Agriculture." organization food waste is responsible for about 3.3 gigatons of greenhouse gas annually which would be if regarded as a country the third largest emitter of carbon after the U.S. and China end quote Greener Thoughts? Supporting Greener Thoughts ensures more giveaways are available with even more exciting prizes, future Greener Thoughts merchandise, and surprises found only on Greener Thoughts. I greatly appreciate and love all the listeners who have tuned in and who support Greener Thoughts by doing good for the planet. One of the many ways I would love your support is by clicking the second lower link in in the show notes of this episode, is the direct support link for Gmina Thoughts. Regarding the topic itself, I know that it is an important one, um, not just because of um, my views on waste at all, but because of the impact that food will have for us humans. It, it does have... An impact whether we know it. Um, you know, like I've said before, you know, we we interact with food every single day. And, you know, food waste is a reflection on the people that choose to disregard its deeper meaning and who disrespect food. You know, food waste doesn't have to be. And, you know, there are people starving every single day on this planet that we live on, this big, huge planet. Um, and there are people who are, uh, you know, gluttonous and have, you know, food, you know, at their disposal when it doesn't have to be l- like that. And um, whenever I think of uh, food waste or, you know, uh, throwing something in the trash, you know, I I I, I take a second, you know, um, I, th- I take a second thought and think about, you know, where this will end up, you know, um, producing waste is, is not my game. It's not my goal. Um, you know, and I that's not something that I, you know, do on the regular. I'm not like a hoarder or anything. I've said this before. I'm just someone who, you know, loves composting, loves recycling, loves producing, loves not having to, um, you know, go through, you know, tons and tons of, of waste to get what I really need, uh, which are things that I use, you know, whether they're beauty products like soap, um, like bars of soap and everything, or... Um, packaging for something that I may get on Etsy or something like I'm very conscious about what I um, expel from my life my life when it comes to waste and trash and things like that so I keep it very minimal Um, so I'm very considerate about all my waste and especially food waste I just of course compost it I love it it's so uh, amazing and it's It's not just the act of um, not having something go to the landfill. It's the act of putting something uh, uh, to good use where you know that um, the end goal is that it will be uh, nourishing for um, what I intend to do with it. So whether that's planting um, little seedlings or tending to my uh, little cactus, my little cacti, I named it, um, or something of that sort, I'm making sure that the... Uh The food remnants are being um turned into compost, which is great for the soil matter in you know grassy areas in wooded areas around where I live um and so I'm nourishing the planet while I am composting It's a really great uh, feeling uh to know that your waste isn't going someplace like the uh landfill, you know just a toxic um trash lasagna as I call it. Uh, where, you know, nothing ever good um, grows there. It just sits in lots. Uh, for me, um, I think it's important to to understand that there are different cultures around the world that prize food, that value food, and, you know, I, I think of um, the... I wouldn't say phrase, but in, I think, Chinese culture... Um, had learned somewhere where even a grain of rice in a bowl is eaten. So every, every, every piece, every, um, every every part of the meal is eaten to show respect and, you know, gratitude. And you, you eat to, to show, um, to show respect in, in, in the efforts of, of someone who has cooked that meal. You don't waste the food that, um, you're, you're given or that it has been cooked by someone else. And, you know, that sticks with me. Um, and I, 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 I treasure, um, you know, all the meals and, in praying over them and, you know, saying, saving them. Um, I think about that uh, lesson and to, um, keep your food close to eat your food to savor your food because you you never know um you know what might happen, you know it could be your last meal, your last day um you know living you know there are people who 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 have said before who you know die every um, day you know from you know diarrhea from hunger, and they don't know uh, where their food is coming from we've learned in the research about food insecurity and how that is a real a phenomenon, a real uh, issue, a real social issue, um, food insecurity in in the world, you know, even the U.S. Sure, it happens. It happens. It it's a real problem. Um, I also want to talk about how in the U.S. we have to and we should prioritize waste in all forms, especially food waste, um, because the the number of landfills that are around the country that are filled with food remnants is a problem. If waste, especially food waste, is in the majority of our landfills, not the specialty landfills like the medical landfills or construction uh, debris landfills, which are you know, their own problem in their own right, we should be prioritizing food waste as a whole um, and, and, and from all sectors, schools, Restaurants, businesses, individuals, um, and families, uh, and households. Um, There are champions for food waste and other environmental um, missions who I've talked about in a a past uh, podcast episode. In I think late um, 2019, I talked about it for sure, and that was an episode I I had fun talking about. There's so many things to cover um, in food waste. And maybe I think this year, maybe I'll get to talking about, um, you know, those things a bit more. So, um, I also want to close with the issue of if food waste as a whole in the world doesn't get solved, then, you know, this problem will grow bigger as the years go by. So by 2050, um and then into 20 uh 2100 uh, or yeah 20 um 100 then it's going to be a huge problem as well there's going to be what 9 billion people on the planet by then um we that's going to be a lot of food and a lot of food waste if if this problem doesn't get under control and you know that's one of the issues that needs to be on the on the table for WHO, the World Health Organization, for the United Nations, and for other um, organizations around the world, they need to be considering this. They have, they do consider this, but I think it's not too much on the forefront because, you know, people just uh, discard, you know, their waste and just go about their business and then act like it's not going to come back to bite them or to haunt them. And um, I'm here to tell you that it's real and it's going to come back, you know, tenfold, um, if nothing else. So um, next in the upcoming segment, the Mother Earth minutes, I want to give you all some really great tips um, that I think are really fun, really easy to do, really um, sustainable when it comes to preventing food waste. So I hope you enjoy. So we've come to the Mother Earth minutes, which is the time where we review in the next few minutes. Actions that you can take to combat the issue in the episode and also save Mother Earth. You can save Mother Earth by uh, checking in to all these tips. That is the message for this uh, podcast episode about the uh, eight different uh, tips to go ahead and prevent uh, food waste. There are many different things that you can do. Um, Some really easy things here, you know, not to... Um, uh, out of the um, uh, part here as far as, um, you know, things that are hard to do. These are really easy and uh, shouldn't take up too much time. Um, I want to say, actually, there are nine different tips. Um, I was going to do a bonus, but I'm going to just add that um, as part of the whole uh, listing here. As far as a uh, tip so it'll be nine uh, different uh, tips in uh, preventing food waste so um, with the uh, different um, tips the first one is going to first compost your food waste that's the easiest one i could uh, mention and talk about there are different uh, composters available online like in on amazon amazon smile which is um, the uh, Amazon uh, site uh, that I use, Amazon Smile, which uh, donates a portion of your um, total, and it's a percentage of it, to your favorite charity no matter what it is, uh, as long as it's available on uh, Amazon Smile through there, and they collect millions of different uh, donations for charities, organizations, uh, whichever. And so the first uh, tip is to always, you know, compost your food. That's a big one. Number 2 is to organize your fridge. Now this is great, especially because it will help avoid uh, food spoilage, which is big because it will keep everything organized. You know clearly uh, what uh, you see in the food containers. You know usually uh, clear is best. You know glass is fine, and you know also when uh, things were purchased, so you can also label there the you know date. For example, the food that is in the containers have it organized. Uh, number three is to uh, store your leftovers. Now, this is perfect um, if you love a uh, food and want to savor it for later. Maybe have it as a, a packed lunch or part of your lunch uh, for the next uh, day, or for you know a park um, uh, event or for a meeting. You know anything like that? You're storing your leftovers. Again, using a clear glass container is great. Um, rather than something like an opaque container where you you know, may not be able to see it as clear um, so you don't really forget your food. So clear uh, glass container is fine. Number four is to eat the skin. So this is to eat the skin on your uh, fruits and uh, things like that. Uh, so also uh, vegetables as well. So there are many nutrients within the skin on uh fruits and vegetables, so um and also you know chicken chicken skin as well on apple skin, there are uh things contained within it like fiber and and vitamins and minerals and antioxidants and with chicken skin, there's things like vitamin a b vitamins protein. Healthy, good for you fats and also uh, selenium which is an antioxidant which is key in fighting uh, inflammation within your body. Other types of foods that have also skin on them are things like potatoes, one of my favorite foods, um, carrots, cucumbers, mangoes, kiwis and also eggplants. All of these are delicious and totally edible whole. Number five is to eat egg yolks. I love eggs, Um, usually how I prepare them is sunny side up, Uh, even though scrambled is fine as well, but I do love um, some parsley, kosher salt, and have some butter, and to just um, sunny side up, cook it um, on, on a pan or in a pan, and so egg yolks are great because they're packed with also nutrients as well. They have your protein, vitamin A, iron, which is great for you, also selenium as well, and they also have... Uh, B vitamins, B vitamins are great, uh, especially uh, for um, just maintaining great health as well. And also, uh, I want to get to uh, step or or listing number six, which is a really one of my favorite ones on this list because most people are confused as to the special uh, labeling indicators that are on different types of uh, food products. So be sure to check these special labeling indicators. So these are your best if used by or before labels, your sell by labels and also uh, the use by labels and the freeze by labels. Now they're not to be confused with each other. So if um, something says, um, you know, A best if used by or before date it indicates when a product will be of best flavor or quality and this is not uh, a purchase or safety date so um, if you um, have cereal or tamarind uh, balls that are really sour once they're they're picked they're a Caribbean uh, fruit Uh, Tropical fruit as well, so in places like the Philippines or in the Caribbean, uh, like for Jamaica, uh, for example, it's, you know, in me to know uh, about this in in tamarind. You have it and it's really hard. The uh, shell encasing is brown. But inside, it turns a bit gooier and softer as it ages. So you could have it in your fridge for uh, months, maybe in a year. And it has a little uh, sweet and sour, uh, uh, good taste to it. And it is best used by, uh, could be months or maybe a year from when you bought it. So uh, it's not to be confused with anything else. That means when you buy a food product and it says best by... Um, let's say you bought something in, uh, in, in January 2020 and if it says it's best if used by or best by um, September 2020, that means you can have that food sitting on your shelf and it's primed and ready and it will taste its best uh, in uh, September 2020. The sell by date tells the store how long to display the product for sale for inventory management, and it's not a safety date at all. And then a use by date is the last date recommended for the use of the product while it's at peak quality, um, but it's not a safety date except when it is used on infant formula as uh, described. And then The freeze-by date uh, on any food product just indicates when a product should be frozen to maintain that peak quality and it is not a purchase or safety date. Number seven is to uh, have the tip of uh, buying what you need. and This is key, so buying what you need will really go a long way and it will encourage use. If you only buy what you need, you can only use what you have. So this means maybe, you know, buying in bulk also saves you money because you're using all the food before it spoils. You may freeze some, but if you're buying in bulk or you're buying the $200 worth of groceries maybe once or twice a month, you're trying to use and prime all of those groceries for what you need them for. For prepping meals, for dinner time, for making your lunch, for breakfast time, for family style dinners, for yourself to stretch it that whole month. Um, or so. You are buying what you need. That's key to maintaining um, not ensuring food waste. Number eight is to uh, check out the EPA website page, which I have, uh, which is um, consisting of tons of other easily, um, you know, ready ways to reduce food waste. I will also link that in the show notes for you so you can check it out for yourself. And then number nine tip is to check out my uh, related podcast episodes. I have a few number um, for episode um, 100. That podcast is entitled 10 Ways to Green Your Kitchen. And uh, plus celebrating my 100th episode. And that was from November 7th, 2019. And then uh, that special podcast anniversary giveaway has since closed. And then episode um, 113, which is how to prep your preserved homemade foods. And I did that episode on December uh, 22nd, 2019. The eco-fact of the day. Does that climate change push more than 120 million people into poverty by 2030 and undo the past 50 years of progress in global health? Says the UN Special Rapporteur on Extreme Poverty and Human Rights. That fact was sourced from the Sierra Club Sierra Magazine. In the January February 2020 issue. Greener Thoughts wants to hear your story. You can self nominate or nominate an individual who exhibits environmental stewardship and protects the environment. If you volunteer in or work in an environmental company, either way, let Greener Thoughts know. If you want to tell your story, and be in for a unique surprise please send me a voice message just click on the third lower link in the show notes so this is the eco company spotlight where we've come in greener thoughts and if you by chance have a eco-friendly product or service you'd love for me to go ahead and talk about you can definitely let me know by voice message or by emailing Greener Thoughts. I would love to go ahead and review it. Uh, always, I love to uh, speak about and talk about all types of eco-friendly products. And because it's Black History Month, as you know, um, since I did it uh, last year in uh, 2019, I went ahead and for the month of February, I did all types of uh, Black Owned businesses uh, that happen to have eco-friendly um, different products and also services. So I'm going to go ahead and let you know about one of my favorite companies, Black-Owned, uh, and they're called Soltanicals. So Soltanicals uh, on its site characterizes itself as, quote, an earthy self-love collection of handcrafted soul-infused melanin-inspired body hair love products made with a unique blend of organic, plant-based, herbal, and African botanical ingredients. and quote. And I couldn't have said it better uh, than that. Soul Tanticles knows itself. So Soul Tanticles was founded by Ayo Ogun, who is the founder, creator, sisterpreneur, Ingredient stylus and also mixtures. So, as far as the commitment to sustainability, which Sultanicals has, it is all types of things. It is uh, one to have herbal ingredients, organic, um, also uh, in its ingredients and processes. Um, it's also toxic-free, vegan, as they uh, mentioned on their site, and they have other amazing ingredients as well, things like aloe juice, castor oil, coconut milk, garlic oil, which I've used in the past, uh, uh, ginger root, also Irish moss, uh, Jamaican black castor oil, it sounds like a Jamaican kitchen, ask my mom, <laughs> uh, also lemongrass. Mango butter, peppermint, rice bran oil, rosemary, and also stinging nettle. These are the types of ingredients in uh, these uh, products that Sultanical has made. So as far as the product selection that Sultanicals has, it has tons of different things. Mainly they're big on hair care, so they have things like their butters and balms, so silky smooth. They have conditioners, deep conditioners for those who have a lot of hair. They have hair drinks, so things that will nourish your hair and your hair will just soak right up. Uh, hair refreshers, hair oils, which I always love. Uh, hair vitamins to get your hair hair uh, naturally um, um, uh, vibrant and uh, lovely and, and, and voluminous they have leave-in uh, detanglers they have moisturizers and also shampoos and cleansers and stylers and gels and then they also have their salon sizes of all types of the different hair products to contact them you can uh, find them on the web and you can go ahead and email them at info at soultanicals, that's S-O-U-L-T-A-N-I-C-A-L-S dot com. That's where you can find the founder, their email address, and then also this customer service at soultanicles.com dot com. My experience of soultanicals has been a great one. Um, I remember the days when I had tons of hair, but I rock my super short uh, haircut, my a buzz cut is my iconic style and i love and, and fell in love with their um nut um they're um butter that they have they have the elastic curl um product which comes um you know in a jar and it's great because if you have a lot of hair and you need you know that that luscious styling That stuff is really great, you know, water-based. It's nourishing for your hair. It smells also good. I love the smell alone on these products. It's amazing. I miss that smell. Um, If I bought those products now, I would love them as the day when I first bought them. But I would have them for a really long time because I don't have much hair. So I would have them for like years and years. Um, And so they'd be great put to use Um, The detangler, when I uh, had my um, a bit longer fro um, natural hair, I love the detangling process and, you know, shedding that uh, dead hair, you know, product styling is amazing for us girls with, you know, kinky hair, coily hair, uh, little curly hair, Um, you know, those types of products are essential, you know, having those detanglers, hair oil, tentacles will get you right. Um, when it comes to the um, different places where you can find Sultanicals products, they can be found a ton of places online and in stores, uh, mainly on Sultanicals' site. So S O U L T A N I C A L S dot com, Sultanicals. They're also available on Amazon.com, eBay.com, com, com, shop dot Rite Aid. Sally Beauty in stores and online especially in the US. Um also on Target um uh, .com on, and also on uh in and on um Walmart's uh, stores and in uh online also I think. And um they're in tons of other retailers online and in stores across the country in the U.S., and then around the world, sultanicals is uh, found in the following. So they're found in Bermuda, Canada, France, the French West Indies, Germany, Nigeria, Trinidad and Tobago, the U.K., and also South Africa. Sultanicals is on the following social media platforms of Facebook at Sultanicals. They're on Instagram at Sultanicals. They're on, uh, they're on LinkedIn at Sultanicals as well. They're on Twitter at Soltanicals, their name. And they're also on YouTube at Soltanicals. You just have to search Sultanicals YouTube. Last but not least, to contact Sultanicals, just go to their website, Soltanicals.com. Then click more. Then click contact us to fill out their contact form directly. Alright everyone, so I want to thank you for listening in to this jam-packed uh, episode about food waste and how the wealthy and food waste are connected here in the U.S. Uh, this was, I think, one of the, um, you know, upfront uh, episodes about getting real and doing real things about food waste Um, Especially, you know, having these tips in the Mother Earth minutes be applicable, really hands-on, really uh, easy to do, you know, uh, quick to think about. And if you by chance know of someone who happens to uh, do a lot of wasting of food, you know, they don't, they half eat their Chipotle bowl. They, you know, may throw out, you know, half of their bag of, of Five Guys because the fries are cold or they um, don't eat all their groceries within the month and they just throw money down uh, the the trash can or down the toilet, you know, this episode is for them. You know, if you have or know of um, families that uh, could uh, learn a lot by saving uh, money and time, then, you know, this podcast episode is for them as well. And for those who love food, you know, food scientists, those who are foodies, you know, you could maybe learn uh, some things as well when it comes to food. We can always, you know, learn more. So I'm happy to have uh, talked about this topic and have some fun with it and uh, done it all uh, with you all and discussed it and everything. So I hope you enjoyed it and you all have a, a happy Black History Month. And for those who are uh, celebrating... Uh, impactfully and I hope you all take care until the next podcast episode coming up really soon until then please take care of yourselves and also please take care of the planet take care